Hello, welcome to Riff Raff News. Sean and Guy spilling the beans on the stories of the day. Two ordinary guys saying ordinary things, proud to be called Riff Raff. So that's news about the Riff Raff, from the Riff Raff, to the Riff Raff. Enjoy. Hello Guy, how are you? Hello Sean, I'm very well, thank you. And how are you doing? Yeah, yeah, still got the leg. And uh, the sun's going down. It's been a bit grim here today, actually. But apart from that, I know it was a bit grim on, on all fronts, wasn't it? So um, <laughs> on that note, <laughs> what, what, um, what's caught your eye this week then? <laughs> what's caught my eye? Quite, quite a few things, really. But I think the one we, we've got to talk about is the autumn statement, isn't it? Mm, yeah. And uh, the much anticipated and delayed autumn statement. So yeah. I think um, that that's been the big one, and and obviously there's there's the tax and spending changes within it, but, yeah. but more the implications for people going out to maybe 2028. So I think that yes. that's that's what's really on my mind. There's the highest uh, levels of tax since World War Two. Yeah, I believe, which is quite yeah. something, isn't it? Well, before most people in the country were born, to be, yeah. to be blunt. Yes, absolutely. And, and and all the talk of during the 60s and 70s of, of Labour being taxed and spend, this is um, this is outspent and outtaxed um, both, hasn't it, really? I mean, exceptional in, circumstances, I guess. But. Yeah, that's right. And um, in, incredibly exceptional circumstances. I think, for me, the, the it's it's been the... The deepest use of stealth taxing, really. Mm. Uh, I, it, it, I, beyond, I don't even think stealth is the word, no. <laughs> it, because it, for for the ordinary man or woman in the street to sort of have any lens on on how uh, their income is going to drift into tax and higher levels of tax, yeah, in the next what five or six years, it's, it's going to be a lot of pain, isn't it? It is. It's a double whammy, isn't it? Because you're going to be getting less in at one end and spending a lot more out at the other for for, for what you've got. I mean, the, a lot of the programmes at the moment are doing shopping baskets full of food and how much they cost this time last year and how much they cost now. And it's quite significant. I mean, I've noticed, I don't know whether you've been into your local supermarket just as of late. I don't buy. We, we've never bought branded goods. Um, we buy the the own brand stuff, but even that is is um, you know horrendously more expensive than it was six months ago. Well, the thing the thing I noticed was when um, Tesco's, which is our local store, other stores available, of course, uh, <laughs> when Tesco's put one of those security tags on Lurpak. <laughs> yes, some being chased down the road because he's carrying half a kilo of butter. It's a sign of the times. I thought you were going to say you went to pick up your usual supply of caviar, but they didn't. They didn't have it in. No, no caviar's off. Yeah, it's, but it's, uh, so stealth taxes, as you said, uh, record levels of tax, and that rather grim uh, forecast that we're now going to be facing this. Record fall in living standards over the yes. plan period. Yes. Oh, God. It's all a bit doom and gloom, isn't it, it really? Is. It's all... Uh, I, I, yeah. And there's, a, there's the presumption, because the stealth taxes thing, and in terms of the um, gas and electricity and the energy, yeah. only, only, only really um, these projections that the IFS and uh, other people are making 
and the OBR are making only really look at a recovery in or start to a recovery in about two or three years time that's right that's but right. I'm assuming that the, you know there's there's massive assumptions made there aren't there they're, I presume they're assuming that the war in Ukraine might have come to an end by then and and the world economy is back to some sort of normality um, and and that alternative sources of energy can be found in the meantime that will bring I know we've had a drop in energy prices over the last um, few weeks which is bringing us back into some sort of normality but you've only got to get big demand if, if China turns on the tap again and starts producing at the moment they all seem to be in lockdown don't they but if they start demanding energy again then the price presumably on the world market is going to go back up absolutely uh, and yeah they, they all these things are assumption led and obviously um, these various bodies get their assumptions wrong and there's more likelihood of any one assumption being wrong than right for obvious reasons uh, but then you've got to you've got to base your budget on something unlike uh, a previous incumbent <laughs> anybody particular <laughs> no no names no pack drill sean where are they i haven't seen them either either of them really other than other than that ill-fated interview that quasi quarting did for gb news i believe it was oh that's right suggesting it that, wasn't me gov yeah, yeah exactly yeah, yeah. um they've sort of gone to ground haven't they which um I, I would have thought you'd have seen them in the commons when when uh, he was making his speech yesterday but they were nowhere to be seen i couldn't i couldn't catch boris them. was there wasn't he was he oh, during the week yeah, yeah yeah he was recorded in hansard ah. yeah maybe they're on an inflatable across the channel <laughs> <laughs> yes <laughs> going to meet macron <laughs> um so should we run through then what the um what the main Main yeah, we, we should do that. Yeah. Just just one thing I'll be saying, and I know mm. there won't be a lot of sympathy, but I think if you do get your income from investments, I think you'll be hurting, and I think that's something mm. to bear in mind yeah. for, for some people. But uh, absolutely, let's let's run through. Where, where would you like to start? Well, I thought if we have a look at the taxation side taxation. to start yep. with, yeah, yep. yeah. Um, personal allowances i mean that's one of the biggies isn't it really and uh, mm. they've frozen personal allowances for three years i believe till 2028 is that yep an additional right? three years yeah yeah, uh, yeah. actually what am i talking about 20 was it 2028 is it that? yeah it was going to be 25 and, mm. and they've knocked it forward to 28 yeah so it's it's yeah so how long what are we 2022 so it's six years isn't it really at the yep. end of the day um and they've also reduced the, um, as we predicted, they've reduced the cap on the upper band down from yep. uh, 100 and, uh, 150, wasn't it, down to 125, which um, I think I heard a figure today that they anticipate that that will take in an extra million people into the upper rate band over the next right. five, six years. Um, I, I didn't hear the figure as to how much that was meant to generate. But um, over time, that's quite a uh, quite a hit, isn't it? People are going to take to their, especially if in, inflation continues at this level. Um, freezing personal allowances is is horrendous. Really, um, particularly uh, if people are looking at um, looking at you know their their 
their taxes and thinking, crikey, that's that's never really going to go down. That's just going to go up and up no. and up. Whereas in the past, you always had a thought that um, at least the allowances would go up with your income, even if it was only three or four hundred pound on mm. the allowance every year. Yeah, well, we had oh, some of us old enough to remember the spiral of inflation and wages that we had in the 1970s and and the industrial action. I mean, we'll probably come on to that in a minute, but um, mm. that, that even though at that point there was meant to be industrial unrest in the country and we were known as the sick man of Europe in terms of our industrial relations, it didn't seem quite so bleak as it does now in that the, the, the money ultimately was there Whereas now it just seems as though the money's not available, to be perfectly honest. But, uh. It would seem that way. And, and personal allowances, like uh, many of the other uh, stealth measures that have been taken, it's just a little bit sneaky, really, mm. because you don't notice it as such. You just notice it when you get a pay rise and suddenly you're you're captured yeah. um, by another band of tax, maybe, or... or yeah. Or a greater percentage of your wages goes in tax than it did before. Yeah. So, yeah. Well, should we have it's a look tough. at the, some of the other taxation measures? Yeah, let's I mean, do that. One of your your expertise is, is um, CGT, capital gains tax, isn't it? So what's happened there? Well, yeah, CGT. So I mentioned earlier that, that people who get their income from investments or um, like to buy and sell things... Uh, they're, they're going to they're going to notice that the tax-free allowance for capital gains is is going to reduce. So right now it's it's reasonable twelve thousand three hundred pounds an mm. individual can earn, earn on a capital gain before they pay tax. Well, next year that's going to reduce to six thousand. The year after that it's going to reduce to three thousand. So um, it, that's quite sizable if you look at it in percentage terms. That's a massive reduction. Yeah. in uh, money that you can make before you pay tax. So people who make their income that way or or mm. don't maybe retired people who don't have a massive pension pot and supplement that by buying and selling investments, yeah, that's, that's quite a tough one for them. Yeah. Do you know, I mean, I'm asking you off the cuff here and I'm not expecting an answer necessarily, but do you know how much that's... Um, going to raise in terms I think it's only it's it's low I think it's in the billion the small billions yeah you would have thought it wasn't wasn't going to be much oh, I it? think it's political you know you the, those are the broader shoulders etc etc <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yes absolutely well I, I yeah it does seem to me a bit churlish that that one mm. um and 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 that feeds into the dividend allowance as well I mean that's that's the same principle isn't it in terms of uh uh, that is the dividend allowance, isn't that effectively? Uh, well, it's slightly different. Um, so, again, people who, who have investments, uh, they presently you can receive two thousand pounds from share dividends or unit trust or similar dividends per annum uh, without paying any income tax. That's going to reduce to one thousand next tax year and down to 500 the following tax year. So basically mm. zero. Uh, again, it's, it's a tough one, really, because mm. some people over time have built out, over their lifetime, have built up a few stocks and shares to supplement um, maybe retirement income or, or pay for other things, just yeah. as a little bit of a top-up. Uh, and, you know, they, they're going to find um, all of that income tax. In fact, 
not going back a few years that you could get five thousand pounds this was when we were being encouraged as a nation to become broader based investors yeah 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 Um, yeah. you know i know there won't be a lot of sympathy for people but Tell Sid, you, yeah. yes. <laughs> you see him, tell Sid. Yeah, I, 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 I don't understand. I mean, I, there, there's this belief held abroad in the in the widest sense that anybody who invests money in stocks and shares of the market is going to be absolutely rolling in it, which, um, as you quite rightly pointed out, there are a lot of people who may have put money into the market for a rainy day to be able to support themselves when they retire. Um, and, and may well have done something to be able to meet any social care needs they might have and also to make sure that they're not reliant upon the state in older life and if you're if you're then going to start hitting these people I, I I find it a bit churlish especially for the money that's involved um, and it's not going to go down within the conservative uh, constituency very well is it I, I wouldn't have thought that um, that's going to going to go down well so we're looking at a reduction, we're just discussing a reduction to the yep. uh, upper band to 125 from 150. Um, and and uh, quite a big one, I think, if he goes ahead with it, which is hidden in small print in, in yesterday's speech, which he didn't even yeah. mention in the House of Commons. And that's an increase of 23% in fuel duty from next year. Yeah, I think they, uh, from what I'm led to believe, they suppressed this, didn't they, during the pandemic and kept it down. Um, this, this this fuel escalator, isn't it, that they've got? That is well, fuel, fuel duty, so it's a bit confusing with petrol. So you've got the cost of the, the petrol, you've got fuel duty and you've got VAT. Mm. Uh, so, you know, when you, when, you, when you put, what is it now, almost two quid a litre in your car, yeah. very little of that is actually petrol. Yeah, <laughs> most of it's tax, yes. but um, but it's been frozen. The fuel duty was frozen since uh, I think it was mm. something like 2012, and then Sunak, while he was still Chancellor, reduced it by five p when petrol prices went mm. up to two pound a litre. So yeah, as you say, they're going to whack that back up again. But I I I don't I just don't see that would be politically acceptable. I, well, I they're they're bad. I mean, I did hear um, Hunt today not backpedalling as such but saying that they haven't made a decision on that yet and that that's for something for the new year that they're going to be looking at which would be interesting because if they do if they do go ahead with it i mean that's inflationary isn't it in itself that'll have a knock-on yes, effect in that's a really good the point shops and you know yeah. it's it's um going to be quite quite severe i would have thought in terms of inflation in terms of the the transport of, of food and goods around the country it, um um, well, you'd, you'd think so, wouldn't you? And I was, I, was, mm. I was going to say, well, at least if you're fed up with fuel duty and, and you know, when you next go around to replace your car, you could go hybrid or electric. But uh, yes. there's been a sting in the tail on that one as well, hasn't there? Yeah, yeah. That's not, um, that's not been left alone, has it? He's, um, which I find, again, I find a bit strange. If you're trying to encourage people to to switch over you'd think you'd leave that alone wouldn't you think that would be part I can understand why he's gone for some road tax because it does seem a bit unfair that the likes of you and I who who, who aren't driving electric vehicles uh, pay for the roads and electric mm. uh, car users don't that does seem a little bit unfair but he's gone for the whole hog mm. um, the same levels of um, tax as you and I pay on our cars yeah, yeah. From 2025, so you've still got 
three years, two years. Yes. Yeah. 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 So you get out there and get your electric car for the next few years. Yeah. Or how, or maybe a scooter. Scooter. Yeah, that'd be a good idea. <laughs> electric scooter. Yeah. I think no that's what we're going to be scooters. all reduced to soon, isn't it? We're going to be all all on electric yeah, scooters. Um, yeah. So the the the, um, the windfall taxes, as we said, on the energy companies have gone from. 25 to 35 they've they've gone up as um as we predicted i don't as um, you predicted to be fair sean mm, yeah. well you know i'll take it where it's offered <laughs> but can i can i offer a flavor on that because mm. um uh, well for my sins I, I did this afternoon have a quick skim through the treasury's um autumn statement report and i found that they are looking to close the loophole oh they are and, and um, that I, if I've read it correctly, that um, companies can still claim back investment for um, developments that reduce carbon emissions, mm-hmm. uh, but only to 29% of the profit they make. Right. So it's so in other right words, down. they're looking to close that dreadful loophole where mm-hmm. even with the windfall taxes, the energy producers paid nothing. Well, that makes sense, doesn't it? And, and yep. uh, I think people will be... Happy with that. Nothing on the banks. Um, I know there was talk about having a windfall tax on the banks at some point because they've all made bumper profits, haven't they, as a result of uh, as a result of uh, COVID as well. So yeah. What tell. happened there is the banks successfully lobbied because they were given a, a pass because they get caught by corporation tax. They already pay a three percent levy. Mm. So their argument would have been, well, hang on a minute, you're already supercharging us because yeah. we're banks so yeah. uh they they won that one i i have a I, mean, I can't remember whether we've discussed this here before but i have a bit of a a, a gripe with the banks and and this is from somebody the same as yourself who's been in banks virtually all their life um and that that's the fact that they're they're not passing on the interest rates to their savers in any great degree yep. Um, I think that's nope. that's unforgivable, to be quite honest. There's, it's clearly it's always been the case that how they make their money is the margin between what they lend at and what they what they offer on their savings. But the yeah. the, the margin has never been so wide as it is now. You know, it's a pittance. The uh, you know the savings accounts, the seven day deposits, as they used to call them, um, that you can instant access accounts that you can. Yeah, that's right. On. The the FCA have picked that up, so they'll they'll obviously look at this in uh, what 2031, I would imagine. Yeah. Because uh, they've got two speeds, haven't they? Slow and stop. <laughs> so, so, but yeah, you're absolutely right. The <laughs> I suppose the only degree of sympathy I've got is that no one was saying how tough it was for the banks when bank rate was 0.1 percent and there was mm. basically no margin in it. So. I've got a little bit of sympathy that it's cyclical and you've got to you can't just tax whether it's oil producers banks in in the good times um but it does seem over the top now mm. where bank rate goes up by what was it 0.75 percent and you yeah. get an email saying oh we've put you your savings rate up by 0.1 percent oh thanks very much <laughs> one other thing whilst we were on taxation where uh, which i found quite interesting was um there was a, a debate going on. I think Rachel Reeves raised it in the Commons yesterday as to why they hadn't touched um, tax relief on on private education. 
Yes. You know, there was the, the, the tax relief on private estate. And the argument that was put forward by Hunt was that that if if they did that, that there'd be a, a, a number of pupils who would move over from from the private sector in, into the state schools. Sector. That's right, 90,000, he said. And, and, and the cost of that would, would outweigh... Um, yep. would outweigh the, the benefit that they, they'd say. Um, I was watching a uh, television programme this morning with Carol Vorderman and uh, she's put those figures through the ringer and apparently it's rubbish that um, that they they save quite a significant amount of, 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 of money. It's about, it costs about uh, half in terms of putting these people into the state school system as that which they'd save. So um, it'll be interesting to see how that argument plays out over the next few weeks. But uh, so I think this is one. You put this in the agenda. The, the uh, quite interesting OBR nuggets. Yeah, well, I haven't poured through the whole of the OBR report. That's my weekend reading um, uh, for my sort of excitement outside of the mm. World Cup. Oh uh, well, have fun. But what was thank you? What was interesting, and I, I really find these these subtleties interesting. A bit like you pointed out the fuel duty, things that weren't said. Hmm. Well, um, obviously, uh, when we had uh, Brexit and, and all the focus on immigration, uh, the government and the OBR they were forecasting net immigration in round figures to be around about a hundred thousand a hundred thousand sorry per annum. Hmm. Well. Uh, OBR now is forecasting that that's actually going to be more like 200,000 legal immigrants. Right. Legal immigrants, which is why Suala Brahm would be happy with that, because they're legal. <laughs> and that, for me, was the missing piece. Um, we probably haven't got time to go into the real depths of public spending, but Hunt was announcing m- more money for health and social care, more money for education. I was just sitting there thinking... It's not just it's not money they need. It's it's people to deliver mm. the service. I think you were predicting uh, that, this, weren't you, in our, our pod earlier this week? That there'd thank be you. A, I was. Be yes. a, a figure of immigration higher than we had. Have well, had I couldn't see it would work if we didn't. So, no. I, although nothing was said about it, and I think that's because you know it's a red red rag to bull, isn't it, on some of these things? Yeah. Yeah. I think um, uh, you know that's a good thing. Um, yeah, so we'll see how that plays out. Yeah, I mean that'll be quite interesting, won't it? Because of um, uh, we we seem to have ma- kissed and made up with the French, from what I can see. Suella Braverman is treating them as though they are long lost friends now in terms of signing this. Um, we've given them a couple of million more quid, haven't we? And, and we're we're putting some of our people with the gendarme. They've got boots on the ground, haven't we? We have. Yeah, uh, it'd be quite interesting because of the. Quite rightly, I think some commentators are saying, "Well, the French, the fr- this is perfect for the French because they'll be able to say, well, look, you're you're on the ground now, and if you still can't stop these people getting across the channel, then um, how do you expect us to do that?" And I think it might might prove to be quite not not quite the panacea that it's being uh, that it's being laid out as at the moment. But uh, uh, what is quite interesting is is the way that She's signing deals. She's in Paris. She's. This is the self-same lady that um, six weeks ago was in a government where the prime minister hadn't made up her mind whether the French were friend or foe. I mean, it's quite bizarre, really. Well, quite a week bizarre. is a long time in politics, right? True. Absolutely. Absolutely. Very true. 
Um, and what else do you have as your the other OBR nugget yeah it's it's again the sort of things that my sort of anoraki brain listens to at the very beginning of Hunt's speech he talked about the cost of government borrowing falling um, in the last couple of months (laughs) right (laughs) which which is interesting and um, that's made its way into the OBR figures so it's what they call them, isn't it? The moron premium. The moron, uh, yes. Of yes. the yeah, it's now that's that's what the traders call it, the Kwateng Trust premium. Um, so, as we suggested last time round, that that has made its way into the numbers by dint of the fact that yields have fallen. They it's worth saying that gilt yields slightly ticked up um, during the speech. Mm. Yesterday I looked at the ten-year gilt, and it's broadly speaking. Um, sort of 20 basis points more than it it was before uh, and that's because the markets recognize that as the forecast stands there'll be increased borrowing in some of the out years yeah so, so we're not we're not back to where we were before this fiasco started then largely yes but but this particular autumn statement mm. you know the the lenders the traders are saying well yeah, yeah you're going to need additional so borrowing he's, he's, so um, there'll be a talked about increases in real terms hasn't he to uh, uh, to expenditure in the NHS and on social care um, I think you've been looking at the figures haven't you in that regard yeah yeah and it is real terms if you look at um, the year we're in now 144 billion NHS social care rising to 168 billion next year so it's it's real terms yeah so that's yeah. that's that's good albeit that yeah. I guess in, in a service such as that, you, you can never have enough money to be able to meet no. the demands, especially with an, with an ageing population. Um, the energy scheme that we um, that we were predicting, I think that was that was trailed well in advance, wasn't it? That they were going to increase yep. to three thousand the, the 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 average maximum that you could pay. Uh, in, in respect of an annual yeah that's, that's still you know getting on for 300 pound a month for the average home mm. so it's massive and it would have been four thousand without it but the other, the thing that wasn't said and I, I still haven't forgotten it is when he got the job he said he's gonna have a six month treasury review of that support scheme mm. so i still have a hunch uh that in at some point there's going to be more of a targeted scheme so that very big wealthy households don't get as much but yeah. that's for another day and i guess to be fair if you suddenly find that the price of energy and gas has come right down yeah then, then you're not going to want to continue with that sort of scheme I no you're I suppose not. That, um, so that that that's that um we had to talk about enterprise zones didn't we in terms of uh, turning uh, creating a british silicon valley which uh, I think is chips and and uh, hopefully is, uh, reminds me of of the Harold Wilson speech at his party conference in the sixties about Britain being at the forefront at the white heat of technology. Um, I saw something today about um, there's a chip manufacturer in Wales where it's partly owned by the Chinese government and they've kicked them out apparently. Oh yes, trying to kick them out. Well, that's quite an interesting. That, that seems to have taken on more of a life than the enterprise zones, which were obviously something that were being pushed by um, by Liz Truss. 
Um, coming back, sorry, we missed off completely. Coming back to the uh, social care and NHS side of things, the, mm. the do-not recommendations in respect of capping a person's individual responsibility for paying for their own social care, that was uh, going to be introduced in theory at £85,000. Um, that's been kicked into the long grass, so they haven't got that commitment, so that's not going to going to happen. That was the um, ready-made policy that Boris Johnson said he sold yeah. social care, wasn't it? Well, to be fair, that was going to be funded by the national insurance mm. increase, wasn't it? Absolutely. And that was scrapped. Yeah, absolutely. So, well, that was that was the hokey-cokey, wasn't it? It was in, it was out. It was in. <laughs> yes. Uh, but, 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 yeah, so uh, there's no money for that. No, which is um, will be disappointing to a lot of people, I'm sure. Mm. Um, and they're looking at uh, lifting the cap on council tax from its current 2.99% plus one uh, to 5%, which is quite a lift, isn't it? If, if councils want to raise more revenue in that regard. Um, I didn't. I, I don't know whether you've had a chance when you when you read the... Um, when you read the, the the speech, the OBR report, whether you saw, in terms of local government grant, what what um, what increase they they're giving. No, I haven't government. seen that. But but what I have seen is that for the average sort of um, D council taxman D payer, mm. that's another hundred pound um, a yeah. year. Yeah. So, I mean, basically a tenner a month. Yeah on top of increasing energy bills. So, so it's, it's going to be a toughie. And I think um, people will notice it, whereas I'm not sure people really notice 3%, but I think 5%, people think, oh, yeah, it's mm. gone up a bit. Yeah, yeah. Yes, it'd be interesting to see how that feeds through, wasn't it? And um, public sector cuts after 2025. Yeah, in real terms, because that's what, well, what you predicted, that the, thereafter they're going to be uprated by 1%, aren't they? Mm. And so with inflation at that point predicted to be, I think it's two-ish, then yeah. you've got real-term real cuts, haven't you? Yeah. So I, I guess we need to look roughly at how these measures affect certain people. So um, the, the, the winners, if you want to call it that, although I, I wouldn't say that anybody comes out of this particularly as a winner... Are, are the disabled, the unemployed, uh, low earners, yeah, and pensioners really, state pensioners anyway, who um, who, who who all get rises in line with inflation, so they're um, they're doing okay in in comparison to a lot of others. Although it has to be said, the state pension, which we discussed before earlier in the week, uh, it isn't that fantastic in comparison to that which. European pensioners are receiving so 10.1% of state pension ain't a lot really at the end of the day is it it's, no um, no it, it, it isn't but I actually don't know what proportion of the population that's their only income no because, no no because the years goes yeah. every year goes by more and more individuals have either been in a company scheme or had their own private pension haven't they yeah that's quite interesting that's isn't it because occupational pensions most of them have got a, a cap of five percent in terms of how That's much right. they'll increase, yeah. which is yeah, really cheap, isn't it? Really, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
But, which uh, ironically is broadly in line with uh, wage inflation, isn't it? True. Yeah. 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 Um, the the other thing to say for um, lower income households, there is additional support available, isn't there? Yes. For yeah. um, a, a low income and also energy support. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, winners is the wrong expression, but he, he to his, to be fair to Hunt, he did say what uh, he did do what he said he would. Yeah, protect the most vulnerable. Yes, absolutely. Um, and then and you've got the, they will spend it. Yeah, they'll be down the shop. With, yeah, yeah, absolutely. I don't have no choice but to spend it. I don't think the way things are at the moment. Um, and then we've got the middle earners. I think they're the people who are going to be most hit, aren't they? The uh, those on, I suppose, about thirty k plus per annum, yeah. uh, because yeah. they get no, they, they will get no um, help other than the energy scheme, which um, which will help to a degree, but there's no other assistance for them out there. It's just more, more tax, more council tax, and uh, and a reduction in their personal allowances, which. Um, yeah, it's all looking pretty grim for them, isn't it? Really? Yeah, I think that is, and then, and when you look at that, you were saying earlier the um, sort of standard of living falling by seven percent. That there's really this group, isn't it? Mm. Um, where you know that because there's a limited amount they can do on their income, um, and even if they do increase the income, a lot of it's going to be taxed. Uh, yeah. Then they really do bear the brunt of inflation, energy council tax. Yeah, absolutely. The squeezed middle. The squeezed, absolutely. And finally, the the the, um, the high earners, um, those earning now in excess of one hundred twenty five thousand pounds a year, um, mm. then they're not. They're not. I, I don't think they're going to lose anywhere near as much as the middle earners. Um, uh, but it, it and and a lot of them will have resources elsewhere weren't they i think you could you should be able to survive on ten thousand pounds a month shouldn't you really that, that, um. <laughs> well well hopefully yeah uh, but I, I i don't know i mean i don't yeah. don't know many people like that but but uh, you, you have to assume like most people they sort of gear up to their incomes don't they yeah, so true. they'll have to make some adjustments or or they'll have to do or maybe they'll do things like increase their pension contributions or anything to uh, anything to um, yeah. reduce that liability. Yeah. And and uh, how's this all been received? I mean, we, uh, how do you think the party uh, has received this? Um... Well, I think if you're talking about the Conservative Party, mm. I think it depends on which wing of the party you're at. I heard uh, Rhys Mogg not, not very happy about it. No. Um, he, he didn't think that we should be spending all this money on... Um, benefits uh, he thinks we should be reducing uh, public spending mm. instead and and no doubt he's not on his own there's probably a fringe uh, but I think the majority um, having having been through the trust quarting experience realize it had to happen in fact uh, somebody somebody else said um, that that hunt has been a lucky chancellor in that that episode really laid the ground for what he's now done yeah that's true. He's been given a lot more leeway than he would normally have. Yeah, I think so. And uh, yeah, so that's interesting. Um, and and the markets. You watch the markets, don't you? How how have they taken this? I think steady. Well, as goes, I said earlier, I think gilts have nudged up a little bit, mainly in view of the long term borrowing requirements. Um, 
so that was I looked at the 10 year gilt the FTSE it, it dipped a little bit yesterday um, uh, but I checked this morning and it was up 80 points I mean obviously that can change for all number of reasons mm. um, but I guess the the thing with the markets there was no massive negative reaction uh, and because all the all these things have been trailed in advance there was no massive positive reaction either so from a market's point of view it's probably as good as the chancellor and the prime minister would have wanted yeah yeah um interesting that the, in terms of the public reaction i think um people are just are, are a bit browbeaten at the moment aren't they i think they're just uh, just fed up with the whole thing if i'm yep. honest um and, and and i suppose they're relieved to have somebody who gives the impression of being a grown-up in charge uh at least in that regard, but I'm I, I was quite taken by the the um, um, suppressed I think I'd call it anger that there is out there. I think people are very very annoyed um, with regard to the fact that they they blown this huge hole in the public finances through in, you know in, incompetence experimentation really at the end of the day and. Uh, I think, and I may be reading this completely wrong, but I think the chances of them being re-elected in, in 18 months' time, I think, is next to zero. I don't know what you think. Well, we're, we're becoming quite good with our predictions, and, and this one is probably the least difficult. Mm. There is absolutely no chance mm. of them winning the next election. Which is why they've, um, you know, we've deferred all of these huge, great... Um, public sector cuts and tax yep. until after the next election which is really um, a bit beyond the pale isn't it but, uh, I think the public if you just look at the average Joe uh, we, we mm. probably spend way more time than most thinking about all this Yeah. but the average Joe is seeing prices in the shops rise the value of their home nudge down a bit mm. their mortgage or their rent going up um, tax rises in the things that we've been talking about they're, they're, as you said they're browbeaten they're just being pillaged and I think it's just right I'm just going to do this a day at a time mm. but they want to blame someone and uh, the polls are saying that notwithstanding you know decent job Hunt's done they're still blaming the government for the position we're in not Putin not yeah. Covid yeah. yeah and that's you're not going to shake that off no no. Yeah, absolutely not. It's interesting as well. I think um, you know, more considered commentary has been coming in the way of, say, the IFS. And their guy was talking about the lost 12 years and saying, look, yeah, OK, COVID, Ukraine, nothing can do about that. But the fact that as a country, our productivity has remained so low and that growth in that period has remained so low. And the fact that forecast growth i think somebody said we're 35th out of 35 of the biggest nations in the world mm. and it's that's the bigger picture uh from yeah. the mismanagement and yeah and, and it is it is a shame and I, I, my memory's not good enough to go back over all the missteps but it but it is a shame that we've not really motored on as a nation in 12 years there's all sorts of contributory factors isn't there there's the austerity i think when when the, the you know the 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 coalition government took over right through yeah. until the first government of Cameron, and, yeah. and one can't help but say Brexit as a. You know, we, I think we're both of the same view with regard to Brexit. That's really been a bit of a disaster for the for the British economy. Oh no, it? we've got imperial measures. That's 
and there's actually um, there's actually quite a head of steam building up now regarding re-entering the single market. Yeah, there is, isn't there? Mm. Uh, and and it'd be interesting to see when one of the political parties it can't be the Tories, but it would need to be. I mean, the Liberals are already there, I think, to a degree. But it, when Labour feel that it would be of benefit to put their head above the parapet and say, because you could argue that you're not you're not um, putting political control back under Brussels, that you're only entering a, a a trade block, aren't you really? And that might help our economy certainly. Yeah, if um, you're able to do that. I mean, I must admit, I, I I'd need to read around it. But if we could mm. uh, have access to that single market, and yeah, what the, yeah, the the deal would have to be to do do that that would obviously be make an awful lot of sense yeah because Sunak was talking the other day in the commons and um, during question time I think it was about he'd, he'd been off to the, obviously been off to the G20 and and Britain is is still looking to join this Pacific trade pact you know the one that includes Australia and, and Indonesia and I mean it's just quite bizarre to me that you you pull out of the biggest trading block in in the world which you're on the border of and then you go and join one that's halfway around the world that I, I can't see that it's going to be a huge market for our goods anyway but um, I suppose he, he was um, one of the leading lights in, in the Brexit movement wasn't he, the Leave movement so he's, he's in a bit of a difficult situation so I think I think probably covered everything from there other than what, what, did, what did we get right? Oh yes Yes. Um, right. Well, um, I'd need to go back to my list from. It's <laughs> <laughs> quite a few pages back in my notes. I think we got the um, personal allowances correct. Yeah, we got we? that yeah. Bob on, didn't we? Yeah. Bob on, we got that right. I tell you what, we we completely missed mm. uh, was the CGT and dividends. Mm. I just forgot forgot about that actually. Yeah. Yeah. If I'm honest. I guess um, we were looking, in our defence, we were looking at, at measures that would raise, or I was looking at measures that would raise a significant amount of money to try and plug this black hole. And I think as you as you laid out, it's sort of periphery really, isn't it? The, the figures that they're raising from that. Yeah, 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 probably. Um, and I, I think the, the fiscal policy bit about lowering guilt forecasts didn't come out explicitly but I think I think we got that one I, mm -hmm. I know I was looking at a 10 billion upside from that and we've already talked about um, net immigration so that that came through so that's yeah. good um, the windfall tax obviously yeah um, and you got that at the right amount 35 yeah. percent and um, we, yeah, we were talking about the 125k, weren't we? The uh, reduction yeah, we did. from 150 we that. to that. Yeah, um, and I think we we called it right in on in terms of the pensions and and benefits increases as well, didn't we? In terms of in line with inflation. Um, yeah, we we were slightly out on public spending. Um, right, I and mean, I I think I said he'd stick to existing 2024 budgets. Mm. Uh, well, he didn't on NHS and education, so no. I didn't get that right. No, but uh, you know, overall, I think we 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 were quite successful in our 
I, th I no think um, I think we can get our job applications written. <laughs> yes, yeah, yeah. Oh, We're due uh, another chancellor, aren't we? We are. Well, must be. Yeah, it's been uh, three <laughs> weeks, isn't it now? Three, four weeks. It's, um, yeah, yeah. Mm. But uh, okay. Ooh, well, overseas aid. Overseas aid. Yeah. Oh, we. I think we're breaking up. So now might be a good time to um, to call it a day for um, for today and um, meet up again next week for a, another look at what's been happening in the wonderful world of Westminster. Let's do it. Okay. I'll see you next week then, guy. Yeah, we'll do, Sean. Take care. Take Bye. care. Bye.